Welcome to episode 195 of Missing Pieces. This is my weekly audio journal podcast where I talk about what I'm up to and what I'm into. I'm recording this episode at 11.02 a.m. on January 26th, 2024. And I just realized that this is going to be my final episode in January which is a good thing because I am absolutely ready for winter to be over. This is by far my least favorite time of the year just because there's like nothing happening. It's dreary, it's raining, it's snowy. Every Everything seems to be like just coming down on me. But I know that if I just get through the next several weeks, it'll be spring again and all the things that I love in life will be coming back to me. So I just keep that in mind. But nonetheless, we do make the best of what's given to us here in life. And speaking of life lessons. I kind of had one at the end of the last episode of Missing Pieces. I recorded that on Friday morning last week. It was a remote day for Clark Mann, which means that uh, it was technically a snow day, but not actually because they still have school. I'll talk more about that and my thoughts on remote days when we get into listener feedback a little bit later because my opinion has kind of changed. But we had a lot of free time that day in the afternoon because remote days, and I guess this is kind of like why I do like them, remote days are very short. It's just the bare minimum to say that we did school or like this, not us, but the school says they did school. And it's it's just, it's not a full day by any means. So you still get most of the day off. It's just not like an official snow day with the celebrations that you would have uh, when you see that scroll on TV back in the day. I might be dating myself here. I'm the only one that would date me, honestly, but you see the scroll going across the uh, TV and then it would, your school would show up and you'd celebrate and fist pump and do all that stuff. That doesn't exist anymore. Now they're just like, you get a text message, school, remote day. You still have to go to school, but you do it from home. Not nearly as exciting, but it did give us an incredible amount of time that day to do fun stuff and fun stuff we did. In fact, and this is the life lesson that I got. I decided in the afternoon I was going to finish up my Lego BMW motorcycle. If you've been following my Lego channel, or I think even probably Greg's world, you've seen this thing somewhere or another. It's this pretty large Lego Technic set that I've been building as like a therapeutic thing that I love to do, uh, where I just put on a podcast or a really long YouTube video, and I just I just zone out and build this uh, challenging set where I focus all my attention into it, and the world just evaporates away. Well, I thought that was going to happen that day, but Clark Man was coming down here super inspired after his remote day. He had been playing a little bit of clone drone in the danger zone, a video game that uh, struck his heart and he was enjoying thoroughly. I will talk about a game that kind of has overtaken that here. And if you've been anywhere near the gaming sphere, you probably know what game that is. But nonetheless, that day he was inspired. We already did the screen time thing. You parents out there know that life. So he decided that he was going to build a mock of one of the characters from the game. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I'll be over here working on my motorcycle. Little did I know that I would get super invested into helping him build that. So my plans had kind of fallen by the wayside. This distraction had had brought itself upon me. And I was a very willing uh, candidate to go over and start um, helping him work on this thing. And we did that. And it turned into this really fun project that we did, and it, we made this this clone, I guess. And it it was just it was a special moment for me because it was like you know I I had these plans just like in life you know let's let's try to make this a lesson for myself or anyone else that maybe is out there listening to this or watching this and maybe needs this lesson too. We go into life or our our Friday remote day with plans on how things are going to go, and you think it's this is I'm unstoppable. This is exactly what's going to happen. And then a little curveball comes in and then you end up having to divert. But then in the end, sometimes you realize that that distraction 
actually led to inspiration and it was the best thing that could have possibly happened to you. And had you gone the original route, you wouldn't have had nearly as much fun. It wouldn't have been an adventure and you wouldn't have enjoyed that time with your son building this cool thing that came out of your guys's brains and your hearts. And that's kind of the message of my week in Lego. As you know, I'm making this series each week where I kind of share what I'm, what I'm up to. And that was, that was the first like chapter of it. It was like the, a distraction that leads to inspiration. And Clark man is the, is the perfect guy for that for me in my life. And he's the dude that makes that hobby so fun for me. And I'm just so thankful that, that we can share that together and uh, we share similar interests and stuff. So it's just like, it's just a match made in heaven, if you will. So that was a fun day on Friday and we just, we just did it up. So that was great. We also pizza night. So obviously like Lego and pizza, it doesn't get any better than that, but it did because the next day on Saturday, we went to visit our friends who live in Lancaster. They had actually, they moved, well, they, they sold their house and built a new house and they had moved in like a month or two ago. They're also having a baby soon. So like, they're like essentially like speed running life. It's our friend Autumn. She, she completed school. She is having a baby and they built a house. Like, do you want any more stressors in your life? Somehow they navigated it. They moved into their house and we went down to uh, finally visit them. But we didn't just visit them. They also took us to the Turkey Hill experience. And if you have ever had Turkey Hill ice cream, you're probably familiar with that brand. We also have Turkey Hill gas stations too. I don't know what their claim to fame is. I'm assuming it's the ice cream. But uh, we went there and saw like the whole backstory and how ice cream's made. We got to make our own ice creams and stuff on like the coldest day of the year. <laughs> it was kind of, like it's definitely one of those things you maybe want to do during the summer. But once you're inside, it's fine. So we made some ice cream, had a good time, went to visit them at their brand new house, which is absolutely stunning. I knew I would like I knew I'd go there and be super jealous, you know, not in a bad way, but like a good way. You're just like, dang, this, this is great. Like you, they designed the place the way they wanted it and they build it and everything's new and fresh and like just gorgeous. But then they started telling me like the prices of various things that they put in. Like when you build a house, apparently like there's levels of things. So like when you get a price for a house, okay, everything's level one. You can go to like level two or five or eight or 12. Apparently there's 12 levels of cabinets. And I learned that the cabinets they chose cost them $30,000, at which point I was just like, okay, I am never building a house because I feel like when you go to buy a house and I know all markets are different, but when you buy a house, I don't feel like you fully absorb the true cost of all the things that are in it. Like they had to buy the land, they had to pay for everything, like everything in that house from like a light switch to uh, the appliances, to everything they had to buy and they had to pay people to, to install it or uh, make it or whatever the case is. And I was just thinking like, if you started adding all that up, I didn't want to like, I'm a financial dude. I love talking money, but I really hesitate to bring other people into that world because I know it makes people uncomfortable and they probably wouldn't have minded me asking, but I'm just curious, like how far in are we in this house right now? Like how, how deep is, is, are we <laughs> financially? I didn't want to ask, but like just seeing all the things that, that are there and stuff, I'm just like, dude, like this just seems like you're, you're spending a lot. Maybe like, I almost feel like you're just better off just buying a house. Even if it's not exactly what you want, you know, you can kind of fix it up a little bit over time. You don't have to make those, those game changing decisions. Like every little thing, like they have to choose the flooring, they have to choose the bathroom, the appliances, the door handles. How big do you want your basement? My answer big ever. I need the biggest basement I can get, but it just seems like 
a lot of stress and I thought about my life now, like we're always kind of like looking for that, our dream home or whatever. Some people probably look at our house and be like, Hey, that's my dream home. But you know, I want a place that Greg's farm or animal sanctuary can exist with some decent land and stuff. And ideally it would be maybe single story or at the very least have a place that my mother and father-in-law can put a place. So we're all kind of on like our own like homestead area and we can we can help out each other you know whether it's us helping them as they get older or us going on vacation and you come over and you feed my pigs <laughs> I don't know that's kind of like what my future dream is so we're looking for a very specific place that would accommodate that and finding land is very difficult at least where we're at and we're kind of we're kind of stuck in this one singular area because of Cody's job but she's she's a teacher. She could go everywhere. But she's also been a teacher at this particular school for a very long time. She's got seniority there. She's in a, a union. Like all those things really are are important. Plus, you know, all the other benefits and like friendships and things like that. So, like if it was just me, you know where I would be. There, I wouldn't be looking outside to see a, a foggy, rainy, snow mixed day. I'd see some sunshine right now. We'd probably be in Florida. And then in the summertime, I'd be like, oh, I got to go back to Pennsylvania, maybe California, although that's very expensive, too. I don't know what the best place to live is, but yeah, these winter months really like kind of get me down. And that's kind of like the story of this week. I ended up filming not so much this week. I filmed on Monday, made a vlog. I was actually doing some stuff that day, like Clark and I's morning. And then we got into the game that I was referring to earlier, which is called Power World, a game that is uh, taking the world by storm. And I'll talk more about that here in a second after I make this point. But like the rest of the week, like Monday or Tuesday through Thursday, there really wasn't a lot going on outside of me, like working to complete these Lego sets that I had been working on. Cause it was part of my Lego story. I wanted to make sure like I had all these things like completed. I was trying to get done with all the ongoing projects that I had after Clark man was off to school. The distractions were gone. The second part of the story is like completion. You know, you've got, you've got distraction, inspiration, completion. Those are the three elements of, of the Lego journey of this week. And I wanted to get those done. I did. I did a lot of video editing for all that stuff. Like I'm completely caught up. All I have to do is do like my little intro and outro for that. I like to do a thing where we kind of just meet up like this. I give people an idea of what to expect. And then we do a little outro with the same. But the whole week is contained with them. And what I've learned on the Lego channel is that instead of showing up just to show up every day, kind of like the no zero day thing, which I do think is important because it does encourage you to actually like be productive. I didn't want to make... Greg's world videos that just show my boring friggin' January life just because it's a Tuesday or a Wednesday or a Thursday. So I was just like, you know what, let's just, let's just make the videos when we feel inspired to do so. And I want everything that I put out to have some type of message to it, particularly with the Lego thing. Cause I feel like, you know, there is a product element here where it's like, Hey, let's show off this product or here's this thing that we got. But I feel like with, with doing this with Clark, ma'am, I feel like there can be such a bigger message and can be so much more powerful to the people that are watching because I do know for a fact, and don't tell YouTuber Kaba or whoever, but there's a lot of younger kids that watch and they watch with their parents often and, and sometimes it's just the parents watching. But I feel like we can use each of our videos as like a tool to maybe inspire people, encourage people, entertain them maybe. Uh, there, there's educate. I mean, there's a whole bunch of things that you can do with a YouTube video that's outside of just showing uh pieces of plastic that are put together in an arrangement that was designed by someone. And that's really what I'm trying to do there. So we're doing like the weekly thing and I'm like super proud of every video that I put out. I'm just like, dude, this, this feels good to me. Um, so I think I'm just, I'm gonna keep doing that for now. I do think there will be like life has seasons, of course, chapters, 
I think like maybe once summer rolls around, Clark's off, maybe we'll do even more Lego stuff and it might get a little hard to make a video that's an hour and a half of our week. So we might start bringing that down a little bit and who knows, who knows what the future holds. But I feel like right now for where I'm at and the time that I have in between like doing adult things and then doing, um, Greg's world stuff, editing those videos, making the, the Lego sets that I'm making videos about with the message that I'm hoping to deliver all of that kind of transpires to make us uh, spread a little thin in all all directions but um we're uh, we're doing it speaking of that should we talk about power world <laughs> let's get power world out of the way this is we're kind of going out of order here but i've got like different topics to cover and i this is one i already kind of alluded to so let's let's hit up power world if you haven't heard of power world it is this game that's taking the world by storm i knew nothing about it until the day that we downloaded it and then started playing it. And I saw, I, I saw the light. I saw what everyone was talking about. Power World is essentially, if you were to take all the games that people love in this world, like Fortnite, Pokemon, Minecraft, and Zelda, and if you stirred those all in a pot and put out a video game, that is exactly what Power World is. To put it uh, more precisely, as some people call it, it's Pokemon with guns. And you play as this character that you design so you make your own character there's a lot of like survival elements you have to like eat and keep yourself warm and then there's also like building elements you build your own little spot and then the the big thing of the game is you have these things called pals also known as pokemon and when you know it you capture these pals using a ball some would call it a pokeball they call it a palladium spear sphere or something like that and you capture these and then essentially the they become your pets and or slaves in some circles where you put them to work around your your fort or your encampment and then they do things for you like we have ones that are mining a stone for us they're making wood for us from like a a sawmill essentially and then they're like taking the stone and making fragments of these, this palladium so we can make spears and it's just like you keep upgrading like there's a lot of grinding a little bit but then you keep upgrading and you can get more more pals working for you you can carry ones with you that you throw out to help you fight in battle it's very pokemon-esque and i think nintendo's lawyers are probably fuming right now about this but nonetheless this was a game that captured not only Clark's attention, but mine as well, because it's, it has that thing where very much like Minecraft where you're like, I'm going to, I'm just going to go do this thing. And then you're like on the way there, you're like, Oh, there's this thing over here. I'm just going to grab that on the way. And then you're like, well, I got to take this back. And then you're like, well, I, I have to uh, craft this into this. And then my health's getting a little low. So I better go harvest some berries. It draws you in. It tickles your brain in all the right spots, as I've said before. And the game is just like, it just gets you. And Clark and I have been playing it like religiously every single day. It's completely evaporated Minecraft from his world. It's completely evaporated Fortnite, which for good reason, like Fortnite to me and sorry, Fortnite fans, but the idea of just like falling into a location, fighting your way through, getting killed and then doing that over and over again, that doesn't appeal to as much to me as building something up and creating something great and putting your time and effort into something that keeps like, you know, progressing. So this game, I love it for that reason, and we've just been having fun with it. Will this game exist a month from now? I don't know. It's a, it's like a flash in the pan, but it could be just the flash they need to really like take this next level. It's still early access. I definitely got um, frustrated with it at one point when I was trying to build a, a like a cabin or a house. I was trying to put like a triangular like slanted roof on top. And it just wouldn't work. And I found out later you have to do it like in such a janky way. It's so broken. And I got 
like triggered by it. And I called everyone that that plays this game sheep, which we all are really. Like the hype on this is the only reason I found out about it. I in fact I when I went back and watched, I was editing one of our videos from last week. I saw that it was like freshly available on Game Pass when Clark Man was playing Clone Drone, which is completely gone now. He hasn't played it all week. <laughs> how quickly we move on, right? This is how I feel as a YouTube creator. Sometimes you'll have somebody like Clark Man where you're the clone drone and they love you and they're watching you constantly. And then the next week they're off watching Power World and you're gone. You, you don't even exist in their hearts anymore, which I guess kind of takes us to the other topic of things that I did. And um, this is one that I talked about for the last few weeks. And honestly, because I've talked about it was the main reason that I did it because I don't want to be a talker. I want to be a doer. And I felt like if I'm going to do this, it's got to be now and I got to get it done. So over the weekend, last weekend, I finally, and I was trying to figure out how I can talk about this here without it making it feel spammy or scammy or however you want to say it. But I finally made the Patreon that I was talking about where instead of having channel memberships for Brickatech that's just centered around that and having no other place for any of my other channels, including Greg's Arcade, where we're doing all of our Power World gameplay now, apparently. And of course, Greg's ruled my primary channel. I decided that I was going to let the memberships go. And I was going to make a one Patreon to rule them all. And it's called Greg's Extras. I felt like that's so appropriate. I was between like Greg's World and Greg's Extras. But I was like, well, if someone joins from Brick Detect or Greg's Arcade, Greg's World doesn't, that's not the channel they came from. So I was like, Greg's Extras, which really sums up exactly what this is. In fact, I've made like a whole intro video, which right now is an unlisted video on Brick Detect. But I think I can, oh, I'm going to link it down below if you want to watch it. Because it's like 16 minutes long. So if this podcast it ends up not being long enough for you, Sam. He he commented back, by the way, if you listen to last week's episode, you can watch 16 minutes of me talk about like what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. But the, the gist of it is anyone from anywhere of all of our channels, whatever they're watching, however they find us, can potentially become a patron. And it's just centered around one thing. There's a lot of benefits to being on Patreon versus YouTube memberships. That being said, I am going to take a big hit with this in the same way that I did when I went from Patreon before to YouTube memberships. There's been a whole storyline here uh, because your audience kind of exists in a place and many of them are just passive. They they don't watch everything we do, but they're like, yeah, I just want to support you. And I might not have watched a video in three months. I basically made a, a post and a video saying at the end of January, I'm turning off memberships. So you're all going to be essentially not, not deleted as, as people in my heart, but like, this is going to come to an end. I'm not going to keep taking uh, financial donations from you on YouTube anymore. It's going to be on Patreon. If you'd like to join, you can come over there. And some people have, but the vast majority of people, they're just kind of in limbo. But I think ultimately, like, um, this is a sacrifice that must be made for what I think is going to be the future. You know, and again, I don't want to talk too much about it here, but the gist of it is I have like three different tiers. The low one is getting early access to videos and the ability to join our discord. If you're so inclined where you can chat with us and have a good time, the middle tier, which is, I, I it's like $3, $6, $9, the middle tier, $6, you get bonus videos or early access as well. And behind the scenes stuff, things like deleted scenes and such. And then the $9 one, I actually instituted the idea I came up with last week where we're going to take a. Uh, instant photo of us uh, sign the back of it and send it out to you when you join that tier. And then there's going to be a, like a private live stream just for that, that level each month where we just kind of vibe and hang out and stuff. So I think that'll be good. And we've had like, I would say the majority of people signed up at that tier, but you have to understand the people that have found it or signed up now are just like the, the super fans, I guess, if you want to use like a kind of a, I don't know how I feel about that term, but 
I do appreciate the people joining. I'm hoping that the other people, I might have to send like another reminder out and be like, Hey guys, uh, you still want to come over or not? Cause again, I, I don't want to have both things going. It's just going to be, I'm, I'm a dude that's like all in one or the other. And so far I've got the early access stuff out there. It seems to be going pretty well. And, um, if you'd like to join, I guess now's the time to advertise it. Uh, links in the description, Greg's extras. If you want to, oh, I'm going to even try to put this out a day early too. If you really need this on a Saturday, I'll put missing pieces out early. Cause this will be done. Hopefully today it'll be done. Uh, maybe I can get that out. I have so many things going out at like the same time. Cause I'm putting the Lego video out early there as well. That should be done. That'll be done like an hour after this is recorded. That's my next project. So Fridays are a little busy. So Fridays and Saturdays be like some stuff popping up on there. And I, I just think it's, I think it's a smart move, even though like temporarily it's a bad move, right? Anytime you just like take your, 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 I take all my pals, right? You're my pals. Even though I'm not putting you to work as slaves, you're all my pals. And we're moving from one camp where we've built everything up over to a brand new one. That's just a dirt, like grass field right now. And we're, I'm, I'm going to work on building that up again. But Greg, who's playing pal world 10 years from now. He's going to be really thankful that we did that, especially with YouTube, the algorithm, all the things that could possibly happen. I just love the idea of having this separate thing. And I'm excited to see what we can do with the funds from that. I told, uh, I, I'll save it for, that, for the video, but basically like we're only going to do cool stuff with the money that comes from this Patreon and it's going to like feed back into the channel. So I think it's going to be great. And uh, that being said, before you get all fired up and you start typing your comments or whatever, which I haven't seen any yet, you guys are... You're, you're a rare breed. Nothing's going away. The podcast is still going to be here. I'm not, I'm not, not never, never going to take this podcast, and put it behind any kind of paywall. And there's never gonna be ads during this podcast. So rest easy knowing that if this is like a part of your routine, it's just always going to be here. This is like an extra thing for people that want it, which is why it's Greg's extras. That's enough talk of that. I've already talked about it a couple weeks in a row. And I did this just now, just so it was relevant to before and I don't have to bring it up again. I don't want it to be a thing that's like an ongoing thing, but maybe it should be because what I've learned is if you don't work, if you don't sell yourself, whether that be like promoting something or whether it be like grinding, no one's going to do it for you. And you don't get anything in this world if you don't ask. And the worst thing that someone can say is no, right? And that's a very hard thing to learn in, in life. Because we're so intimidated and we're so worried. Like, you know, let's say there's this girl that you really like and she's beautiful and you have a crush on her and you, you want to take her out on a date. You know, this is, I don't know who I'm talking to here. Maybe you. It's very easy to be like, nah, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. It's, it's never going to work. No one's going to want, she's going to turn me down. But it's like, what do you have to lose? That woman might end up becoming your, your future wife. You never know. And you would never know if you don't ask and if you don't put yourself out there. Because would we learn? What's the keys to success? Putting yourself out there, showing up, and being consistent. That's all you need to do. So there is my, there's my pitch. Thank you for attending my Greg talk. That's my new phrase, by the way. <laughs> what else happened this week? I, I didn't make any vlogs, so that's kind of lame. I'm hoping to do some stuff this weekend. We'll see. I asked Cody, I'm like, what's the plan for this weekend? She's like, hopefully nothing. I'm like, so power world. <laughs> So Greg's arcade's popping off. Uh, just this vlogging right now is not great, but I do feel, and as I mentioned here, like once we get past like the Januarys and Februarys of the world, maybe even March, we're like April. April's like spring. Yard sale season comes back. My favorite time of the year. Like there's things that are happening, but I do know there's enough around here that if I really felt inspired to share some things, I got so much that I can be doing. So I'm gonna focus on that in the next week or so, and. 
you know, if, if I feel like the video isn't great, if it doesn't feel like it's inspired, if it doesn't feel like it has a purpose or a meaning, that becomes a bonus video on, on Craig's extras. Which, speaking of that, the Turkey Hill video, I think I'm just going to put on there, too. Because that's like all I really had this week that I, that I have. And I don't know how many people would actually be interested in seeing that. But I'm going to put that as like an exclusive video and edit that up. So, that's cool. What else this week? Oh, in other gaming news, I ended up getting into House Flipper. <laughs> As Clark plays these really fun, interesting games, it's surprisingly, myself and my audience seems to enjoy the most boring of games, including House Flipper, this game that someone recommended to me a really long time ago, and I found it on Game Pass uh, recently. It's basically what what you think it is. You you are you work up to make some money, so you're just doing like repair jobs and things. It's a first person point of view. You're doing like little repair jobs, you're painting people's houses, fixing things. And then I'm at the cusp right now where I have enough money that I can buy my first like dilapidated house. And then I guess I'll use the money from my jobs that I get. Like you have a computer in your like little office here, which is pretty much run down. And then you use the money to like fix that house up. And I guess once I get to a certain level, I can sell that place and then get another place. And I think it's it's just kind of fun. Like to put in perspective, if it was just me, you know, I'd be sitting here building my BMW motorcycle like. A, like a boring dude that I am I'd be finishing Starry Night which I also did this week and oh my gosh that's beautiful if you love plates I'd be playing American Truck Simulator I'd be playing Farming Simulator anything with the word simulator in there I just love those kind of games I like games where like sure it's fun saving the world but how fun is it running a truck across Oregon and delivering a load of paper towels to Walmart you know I mean come on that's that's real gaming uh, so I just I like that kind of stuff. And speaking of gaming, and I want to I want to kind of talk about this at, at length, I guess, because I've been thinking about it. I'm having so much fun gaming. It's probably my most fun thing that I do. Uh, it, Lego is great, and it's obviously a big hobby of mine. And I've done Lego live streams, but the thing with Lego live streams, just to put this very bluntly, they're boring as hell, right? Sorry, kids, if you're watching, like. From I've been a watcher of Lego live streams. I've been a host of Lego live streams, and they're just boring. It's very hard to fill that space where nothing's happening, and you're just clicking bricks in and having a conversation. Like I'm pretty good at talking, as you can probably tell, and I can pretty much go on and on forever. But it, like that visual element that video games give you when you're live streaming them is so great. Plus, like it gives me a reason to play if I'm creating content out of it. And that's just my way of justifying it. And there's just like always action happening. You don't have to fill all those quiet spaces with talking that like the spaces are being filled. And I just think it makes a really fun experience, not only for, for, for myself as the gamer or Clark man, since that's like a big passion of his these days, but also as the viewer. So that's the reason that I'm really enjoying gaming coming back into it. I find myself like playing more games and trying things out and then like really getting into them. And I'm doing it because like it, it it's, it's fun and it makes good content. It's like all the things I love in this world combined together. And I found that when that happens, when I combine something that I really enjoy with something that's, that's fun to watch, sometimes it, it creates like a, a magic, you know, maybe not magic, but magic to me. <laughs> And I'm just having fun. It may be not my most popular thing. Like when Clark and I stream, we've been doing it like before he goes to school. Obviously, the 7 to 8 a.m. time slot, Monday through Friday, is not the most popular time for people to be just sitting waiting for a YouTube video to pop up. 
but maybe people put it on when they're on their way to school, getting ready, on their way to work, at work. And uh, we have like 10 to 15 people that watch. But like when I play my boring house flipper game on Sunday, we had like 30 people watching, which is cool. Uh, but I, I've, I learned today and I kind of I was kind of like, oh, man, nobody likes Power World. Why are we keep playing this? But I was like, you know what? We're having fun. And from what I could tell from the chat, and I think someone actually said this, like they're just here to watch whatever we're playing. And that's what I've learned across all my channels. It's never about the topic. It's never about the set. It's never about the game. It's about the experience and just like being there with us. And it's about us being together, which is what it is for me. So that's like, you know, I, I feel like in some places in the Lego space, particularly like this, this past year or two when Clark man's gone off to school and it kind of just became like, What's Greg doing today? That's boring, dude. Like what people want to see is what it's like to be a, a father-son team because I don't know how common that is these days. And that's one thing that we do really well. So I feel like that should be the focus of, of the content because it's happening anyway. Why not just film it? And we, we love it. We enjoy doing it. Clark man's going wild. He's got his own YouTube channel. He's making his own videos, editing his own stuff up. It's like this week he made his own clone drone video. I'm waiting for the Power World. That'll be the next one. And it's so funny when he, he edits these things up and he wants me to watch it back because I always like give him like the um, advice, the the expert advice, if you will. And as I'm watching, I notice that he's just, he's not watching the video. He's watching my face. He's waiting to see how I react to certain things that he finds funny. And I, like, how am I interpreting the video? And I just love that, man. Like, it's it's a proud dad moment when your son kind of follows in your footsteps and we're we're kind of on this this path. It's, it's so great. And it's funny because our, our friends, I mentioned, we visited them. They found out they're having a boy. And I, I said to, to Chris, Autumn's husband, I said, how excited were you when you found out you're having a boy? And he's like, I wasn't at all. I wanted a daughter. And I'm like, dude, nothing against daughters. And I'm sure if I had one, like I'd be all in on whatever they're into. We'd be have the, the greatest Barbie collection. We'd be collecting like all the stuff, Lego friends world would be popping off right now. We'd have a whole niche probably, but there's something about having a boy at least in my opinion no offense to the to the, the daughters and dads out there but like with clark man and maybe this would happen even with a girl i shouldn't say because i don't know this is very like almost an ignorant statement to say but i'm just saying from my experience having clark man become like essentially following in my footsteps with all the things that i loved as a kid and like us being more than father and son but like best buds it's just such a feeling and i tried explaining that to chris i was like dude you guys are going to be having so much fun like just wait until he gets into lego and his response was and this hurt my soul deeply he said i you know i do construction all the time he works in like making bridges and stuff and uh he's like i, I don't need to do lego i'm like how dare you sir that was the most offensive thing i've ever heard someone say but i think he'll find out i'm gonna ask him like two years from now i'll be like so, so how do you feel like having a son he's gonna be like yeah it was it was great that being said, dude, I, if I had a daughter, it would be fun too. I would, I would love just like, I want to have infinite numbers of pets, which I can do. <laughs> I would love to have more kids. Cody's she's, she's very content with one very rough pregnancy with Clark, man, man. I just think uh, this is my mental state when it comes to taking care of anything. I could give, uh, another child a great life. And I would like, we, we, it would just be like, it would be so much fooler having them. You know what I mean? Uh, in the same way that I think having another dog or another cat, a, a, a turtle, a hedgehog, we've had recommendations for many animals, iguanas. Um, it'd be fun having those. I have been talking about getting into the world of fish, by the way, this is off topic, but on topic. 
And then I started reading these posts about people saying like having a fish is one of the most intensive pets that you can possibly have because they're so reliant upon you. And someone said it was so much easier having a dog than a, than a fish. I'm like, dang, I wanted like this. I thought about having like a really cool fish tank right here beside my desk and I could look over when I'm doing my podcast, maybe we can get the fish cam. You know, I got time on my hands and I was thinking like, what if we save the Patreon funds up to do the fish thing? That'd be pretty cool, right? Like it, we, we could have the, the people name them and all kinds of things. I just, you know, this is my place where I think out loud. We come up with great ideas here. So I don't feel so bad when I go off the rails and we start talking about these things because good stuff comes of it oftentimes. I've got a lot of uh, instant photos to take now because of it from last week. But yeah, I'm just, I'm just like dreaming about things. And I just feel like even with things being so bleak outside, I just feel like there's so much opportunity in this world. And there was something that happened in the last week to one of our friends in their family. And I just, I feel that way even more. I just feel like there's so much hope and opportunity and so many things for you, even if you feel like things are the worst right now, which I'm not saying like my life, like things are not the worst. But when I think about all the things that I want to do and and the activities that I want to do in a camp, you just have to think that there's a brighter day tomorrow. And maybe someone that's watching this needs to hear that. Like, I don't know where you're at in your life or anything about you, most likely, unless you're one of the few people that comment on this. But like, things could always be worse, right? Like, you're you're alive. You are living indoors, I'm assuming. You have electricity. You have access to the internet. You have won life's lottery. You were born, you were born, period. You're on this planet at the at a great time, contrary to what anyone may say, you don't have to worry about people raiding your village and killing you tonight. Like things are good. You probably have food somewhere in your house. You're probably not starving to death. Like, does it get any better? You have heat. You're probably warm right now. I'm in shorts right now inside in January. So it's good. Life is good. And, uh, it's not just a clothing brand. It's also a a mind state. And I think, uh, it's important to remember that, you know, and I just, I just feel like there's, there's just so much opportunities, even if it doesn't feel that way. Like, man, the world is your oyster and so much is possible, but what do we have to do? Got to show up. got to be consistent. It's all you got to do. Anyways, that is pretty much all I want to talk about this week outside of, uh, we finished the Tetris movie. Now I want to play Tetris. I actually have a Tetris game coming. I got a great deal on it. I don't know when it's going to be here. Uh, it's uh, like Tetris, Puyo Puyo, Tetris 2 or something like that. It's going to be great. I've, I've seen the game. I I think I've played like samples of it. But anyways, that's like, that's for a whole nother future topic. Let's get into listener feedback, starting with uh, Sam, who I was uh, harassing a little bit last week. He says, hey, Greg, how you doing, buddy? You know, I'm better. <laughs> what, what, what is, uh, what do they say? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing great and it just gets better every day, right? If you just, you believe it. Uh, he says, thank you for another great podcast. You had me laughing in my car when you kept ang- apologizing about the podcast short length, but don't worry about it. I always have great playlists. I use the term loosely. I love my playlist personally. In fact, I did that when it, I did just that when it concluded, I told my voice assistant to turn on one of them and I jammed out. So no worries about Sam not having something to listen to for the final 10 minutes of his car ride. He, he survived it. I'm sure everyone was on pins and needles trying to find out whether whether Sam just had to sit in silence and just, just ponder life the whole time he was driving back home or if he had something to listen to. And I'm thankful that he did because 
boy, it gets quiet sometimes. Anyways, he says, sometimes I miss the days where snow days were a thing. Ever since the pandemic happened, we've only ever had like a day or two where we actually had a snow day. What we do in our district is quite nice though. We simply go through periods one, three, five, and seven from 8.30 to 12.30. Uh, we are away for a second day. We do periods two, four, six, and eight for obvious reasons. I remember my freshman year when we had a freak blizzard that caused us to be closed for the majority of the week. At that time, we got an assignment for each class to complete while we were away. Our district has tried a lot of things for snow days over the years, but what we do now is my favorite. However, the weather here is the polar opposite of what was a week ago. It was almost 50 today, and we have highs consistently in the 40s and 50s for the next week and a half at least. I'm so excited. That kind of happened with us too. It was brutally cold, and then it finally warmed up today. Everything's melted off. The chickens can actually walk around, which I think they're enjoying. Uh, but the whole remote day thing, uh, and uh, I should say uh, Ray, I think, also commented on the uh, remote days being a a bummer, but I like the fact that they're not really long days. Like I said last week, Clarkman was basically done in the morning. He had a packet of paperwork to do that his teacher sent home in like just in case scenario. And then they had a couple like things to do on the actual computer. I think you've had like a, a virtual gym class, but it's like done and over with. So you can still enjoy the, the days out there, right? It's just you got to do a little bit of work. You can't, I, you could sleep in, I suppose, but you just get that done. And the beauty of it is, is once all the snow makeup days come around, we used to have all these different snow days, right? And then they have these snow makeup days because we had to hit so many days per year. And we would have like, you'd have a beautiful day in like April, right? Or like the, there'd be an extra day of spring break, for example. And instead having an extra day of spring break when it's nice out, you had to do a snow makeup day. So it's like, do you want to have that day off in January where it's snowing outside, or do you want to have that day off in April where it's potentially nice and you just have to decide? Sometimes it is nice to have a snow day, though, and I, I feel like we took full advantage of this one. Even though we didn't go outside, we still did something together and had fun. Anyways, he says, uh, I, I'm not sure if you've seen it or not. Ended up joining Patreon earlier this week. We got a testimonial, our first one. It says, as a matter of fact, you have bragging rights because I got a Patreon account exclusively for you. I was probably going to do it no matter what, but well, your prices are more than fair. I did not pay him to say this, I promise. Sam, I, I will put your money in the mailbox this week. It says, there's something I always look forward to in life, and I'm beyond thrilled to help you in your future plans in any way possible. You'll have to meet our first fish. His name's Sam. You can decide what kind of fish it is. We'll go down to the pet store. We'll do a vlog. We'll go through and we'll pick one out that's you. It's like a, a sig a sig fish. Write that down. This is my great idea of this episode. Write that down. He says, uh, one of my new mottos that I may or may not have been up on the fly is enjoy every day like it's your best day. Oh my gosh. Why did I not say this to the end? So I instruct you, your family and friends, an entire Greg community to do just that. I'm in a really fantastic mood at this moment, if you can tell. Have a week as amazing and inspiring as you and your people are, dang it, Sam, can I, can we just, can you guys remember that so I can put that at the end of this podcast? Just pretend that that was the end because we still have a lot of listener feedback to go, but that, oh, I might, I might just copy and paste that into my outline and make it a permanent thing. Enjoy every day. Like it's your best day. I instruct you. <laughs> no, we're not going to read it again, but dude, well done, dude. Well done. Next one comes from my boy, Bobby. He says, buenos dias, senor Greg. I like it. He says, when you film your Greg's World episodes, what resolution are you typically recording in? I've been doing mine recently in 4K, but wondering how many people actually have 4K capabilities. And uh, should I rethink 1080p? Thoughts? Well, I do everything in 4K, future-proofing. Because these videos, for me, aren't just like throwaway videos. Like, I'm not making a video about the news or uh, 
not to say the news is throwaway, but like, you know, just various things. I'm making like family memories that I want to have for all eternity. And I know someday 4K will be like our 720p or whatever, you know, like it's just going to keep getting better. And I'm trying to future proof those the best that I can. So I always do 4K. But the, the truth is the majority of people, 90% from what I understand from YouTube, are watching on a mobile device. And whether you make it in 1080p or 4K, not a huge difference for a screen that small. Not many people are watching on their projector or big screen TV. That being said, I, I think you should try to get whatever quality your phone is capable of or whatever your recording device is capable of or your editing device is capable of. And it's not going to hurt doing 4K. Sure, it takes a little more space. But if you are making content that you're proud of, why not put it in the best quality possible? So I do 4K 30 frames per second. That's what I do. Some people like 60 frames. If you're going to do that, I'd probably just do 1080p because that's going to make the file size pretty darn big. This might actually be in 60 frames per second because I'm using my like gaming setup for this. So we might be in 60 frames, which again makes these file sizes unnecessarily big because then you're, you could like put this in slow motion and slow it down. Not that that'd be necessary, uh, but 30 frames, 60 frames, your choice. Four, 24 frames per second is the one that uh, it gives you the filmic look, but I'm not a huge fan of that. I've experimented with it. I just like, I just like 30, 4K 30. He goes on to ask, hopefully that answers your, your question. He says, do you want to change your recommendation then that Xbox and Game Pass are the entry points we should take for our, our five and three quarter year olds journey into home gaming? Or is it now PS5 and their subscription program? My wife and son keep talking about the Switch because all of his friends have it. Your thoughts? Can it be hooked up to a TV and played with regular controllers? I really want to limit more small screen time. God knows it's ruined my vision. Oh, for a five-year-old, I think your best bet might be a Switch. It is nice because you can play it handheld. So if you guys are maybe watching something on television and he wants to play on there while you guys are doing that, that's nice. There's a lot of very kid-friendly games, like all of the Nintendo first-party Mario games and things like that are on there. As a family, you'll probably have more fun with that. I would say that Xbox and PlayStation are more of more grown-up I mean, Clark's, Clark's been playing it since he was five, but you can play Minecraft on Nintendo Switch. You can play most things. Uh, Game Pass and the PlayStation Plus service would be good for you if you're thinking about getting into gaming. Either one of those is, is your choice. Uh, I've been really enjoying a lot of the, the things on Game Pass lately, though. Like Dicey Dungeons got super addicted to that. Game Pass. Merge and Blade, the game that I was playing a few months ago. Game Pass. Power World is on Game Pass. Game Pass just has so many things locked down. And like I said, you can get an Xbox Series S or X, depending on your budget, and never buy a game. You could just play Game Pass. You've missed out on so much that you can go back and play all the Halo games. You play Gears of War. You can play Forza Horizon games. You, like, you would literally never run out of something to do, and you would never buy a game. That being said, it does cost a monthly membership, so you're, that's that's up to you. Um but for a kid that's that's going on six, I think he would probably really love a Switch, I would say. Like, Clark enjoys playing the Switch as well. And there's just there's so many games that he could get into. So that's probably what where I would go. Uh, you can hook it up to a TV. It has a dock that you can, it like, hooks up to your TV. So you can, like, take it away and play it handheld. And you put it in the dock. It comes up on your TV. You can get uh, pro controllers, which are an extra cost. Uh, but you can also play using the little Joy-Cons that Nintendo has. I'm not a fan of those uh, from from, like, having... You know, bigger hands and wanting more control over your games. I like the, I like the pro controllers, but that's where I would go probably. That being said, there is a new Switch probably coming out sometime this year. So when you buy this at whatever point you do, whether it's like a birthday gift or whatever it is, you might end up like it. It might be 
the the very tail end of this generation, but that's going to be okay. I think you're going to be just fine. Uh, oh, here's Janelle's comment about the snow day. She says, uh, we still have real snow days, no remote days. One Only one of the 10 school districts have remote days, and we only have to go log on to homeroom for 10 minutes for the student to count as present. Hey, that's not bad. I like the guys day night. Uh, Green McDonald's food is gross. My favorite is five guys with Panera bread. Second, also like Wendy's. You have great taste in fast food, Janelle. Yeah, again, it's like the snow days don't want to make them up. But if you can just log on for 10 minutes, seems kind of cheap. If you ask me like, hey, we're in school, <laughs> kind of bogus. But hey, if that's all it takes, you guys are kind of getting the best of both worlds. Don't have to go anywhere and getting credit for a day wins. Next one comes from Joshua says, uh, we're already booked for Ocean City. Haven't missed a year since 88. I love that you guys go every year. I went as a kid. Now we take our kids as well. Can I can see you in 20 years, Clark taking his kids as well, dude. Life goals, Joshua. I would love to go like my future. I'm going to be the old granddaddy out there with Clark Mann and his squad. He'll probably, he wants to have like seven kids supposedly. Uh, so it'll be me, Clark Mann, his, his wife. Uh, hopefully she's, she's decent and, uh, all of his kids and stuff. And we'll just, I'm going to, I'm going to be the, I'm going to be the biggest kid spoiler, grandkid spoiler you'd ever seen in your entire existence. It's going to be good time. So I'm hoping that Clark Mann has kids just so I can redo all the stuff that I'm doing with him with his kids. But I feel like he's going to do that too. Cause what Clark Mann has that I didn't have. And I, th- I think he appreciates it is having a dad that's like invested in you and like what you're into, what you're up to just like this podcast, right? Like, <laughs> uh, it, I think he's going to want to do the same thing. Cause he, we, the, the model's been laid out, right? Like for me, I'm a big kid at heart. Uh, and I'm like, like reliving things with Clark and doing all this stuff with them. And I just couldn't imagine like not wanting to do that. Like when Chris said, like he's, he's not really interested in building Legos with his kids. And I'm like, how could you not be? But you know, we're all different people. And I, I I do think in when, when, when it it comes down to it, I think things will, will play out just as I envision them, but we'll, we'll see about that. Uh, But yeah, I love the idea of, of doing like these family trips and creating these memories that makes future generations want to relive that. And I would say that if your kid wants to do the things that in the future that they're doing now, I would say you're doing something right. You know what I mean? Like, like if that was a miserable experience, they wouldn't want to go back to the beach. Right. So now it's like, we, we can keep, keep these, uh, these traditions going and it's, it's fun. You got a lot of nostalgia. You've seen ocean city. You probably saw Marty's Back when uh, it was actually in good condition and all the stuff there worked. Just kidding. Hopefully Marty's is fixed this year. It'd be wild if we were there the same week, though. Uh, I don't know what week we're going. It's going to be like a four-day stretch. But uh, like last time, it was so crazy. We were about ready to take a recreate a picture. I think I told this story in the podcast, but I'll tell it again here so Sam has something to listen to. We're about to take the, this recreation of a picture that Cody and I had from 2005 when we, like our second time at Ocean City and Clark was about ready to take our photo and these peeps came up that watched our channel and took the photo for us. And it was like, what are the chances of that, dude? So uh, it was like an awesome experience where like many celebrities in Ocean City, at least with one family out there. And it was just, it was just really cool. Oh, there was a oh, that wasn't the only time too. There was kids that found us in the pool that watched our channels and it was We've had several experiences there, but by far our biggest celebrity place is Knobles. Of course, that's like we make all the videos about it. And it's just it's just crazy meeting people there. I did have someone say that I wasn't as tall as they thought I was, which I wasn't as offended as they didn't think I was as handsome as they thought I was. Huh. Anyways, <laughs> let's move on, dude. Uh, oh, Ray says that we need to do the parasailing again. You know what I want to do, Ray? 
I want to do jet skis. I see the sea dudes or whatever, jet ski sea dudes. I see them rolling around and I want to do that. I just don't know if Clark would be old enough. Um, I think he would have to ride with me. I don't know if that'd be an awesome experience or not. He would just like be holding on to me and we go out riding a jet ski. I also want to do like a, a scooter rental or rent one of those um, three wheeled cars. I think there's a lot that could be done there and I can make some great content. So maybe we'll, we'll try to stir that up here this year. I always want to like do some new stuff, but parasailing last year was awesome. The vibe on the boat was really cool. Like the guys were great. The other people that were doing it were fun and we got to go up and uh, parachute over ocean city. It was, it was so neat. So I would, I would definitely do that again. Uh, so, and I think we will. Next uh, comment. Thank you guys for the comments, by the way, so far. Just, I think it goes without saying. I appreciate you. Uh, and, and Sam appreciates it, too, just for, for giving us a little something extra here. Because otherwise, I've been done. I'm like, well, that's all that's in my brain. Now you guys got some things in your brain. And your brain is is way more capable and reliable than mine is. Next one comes from Jay's Hobby. Repeat offender. Some would call a survivor. He says, hey, Greg, thanks for a great podcast. To continue the croc topic. Hey, we can talk about crocs every episode. In fact, there should be a, a segment. He says, they do sell tie-dyed Crocs in regular and the liner version. Considering the traveling you do on the road, how's your overall experience with your Subaru? Have you ever considered doing a podcast segment, getting the POV of Clark's Week as well? Maybe on Greg's World. Thanks for the podcast and your other channels. Wait, thank you for tuning in. I've seen the tie-dyed Crocs. Trying to decide if my tie-dyed shirt and tie-dyed Croc thing might be a little too much. We might find out this summer. Uh, He says, the, the Subaru situation. I'm a Subaru dude. We've been we had a Subaru since 2013. Bought our our Subaru Crosstrek brand new. Love that car. It was fantastic. The only reason I upgraded is because I want a little more storage space in the back, and that car was getting a little up there. And we're doing a lot of traveling, and I wanted to make sure we had something reliable. Not to say that a Subaru with 100,000 miles isn't as reliable as a Toyota, because we it was great. I would say though, like around the 80,000 mile mark, things started like coming up, like just regular maintenance things that had to keep happening. So I think the move is if you're going to be like. In, in a car, drive it for like the first, well, you lose money on depreciation because if you buy new, but used cars values are up there too. So like drive a car for like 30 to 60,000 miles and then trade it in on, on a new one and just keep that cycle. That way you're not in the tail end where you're buying all this other stuff for it. And if you do that with a Subaru, you're, you're rolling. That being said, there are a couple of cars out there in this world that that I kind of love and I would love to like potentially donate the Subaru to Cody and then trade her Tacoma. Sam's going to freak for this because that's how he found us. Trade the Tacoma in on one of three vehicles, all of which are very expensive and it's hard to justify this. I love the Ford Broncos, the, the original like big Ford Broncos that they've come out with, not the sport Ford Bronco also. And this is like just stupid expensive. The Rivian truck, I love that thing. I would never get a cyber truck, not into that at all. But the Rivian truck is fire, but they're like 80 grand. And when I think about an $80,000 vehicle, I'm like, where do I go? Who am I trying to impress? I would rather put that 80 grand on Greg's Animal Sanctuary, get a nice piece of land, down payment on a house, whatever it is. That seems like a much more reasonable thing. And I'll drive the, the jankiest old pickup truck to haul my animals in, you know? <laughs> It's just priorities, I suppose. Some people, that's like a high priority for them. The other vehicle, which I think is coming out in the United States this year, the new Volkswagen bus, the ID Buzz, as it's called. It's an electric vehicle as well. But I love those old Volkswagens, and it would be fire to have one of those. I feel like it would be on brand for me to have a a Volkswagen like van bus. 
And I think I can maybe get Cody on board. I mean, it's kind of a minivan. And I, I've wanted a minivan in the past. I've talked about it. Like, they're they're so practical. Slide that side door open. Bear can get in very easily. We can go camping in the back of it. Clarkman and I, Cody, wouldn't do that. We had to drop her off at the, the five-star hotel with Starbucks in it. Then Clark and I could go camping somewhere else. <laughs> I'm exaggerating. Hope she doesn't listen to this. She's going to punch me out. But... Those are like the three vehicles on my list. There's no like super vehicle that gets me super excited. In fact, like the Forester that I drive just feels like an extension of what I was driving before. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a guy that's kind of committed to, to things that he likes. I find the best things and I'm like, I'm in, you know, whether it be like the best, uh, the best Crocs or the best footwear Crocs, obviously the best, uh, t-shirts, um, I'm, I'm been back and forth. Life is good. Make some good high quality ones, but then LL Bean. Their quality, their clothes is fire. So is their prices though. Anyways, where are we going with this? Those are the cars that I'm kind of on the cusp of. If you have comments on any of those, maybe you hate all of those brands, but it's, it's a Ford Rivian or Volkswagen, all of which would be kind of, kind of cool to have. I think of like, I think I'd probably be most excited about the Rivian because it's fast as heck. And there's all these like storage compartments. It's got a frunk. I just don't want to spend that crazy money on one of those. And I, I would probably never get like the, the value out of like hauling stuff or towing. It would just be really cool to have. And then it's electric. So it makes it hard for like travel too, because you got to find chargers and crap like that. Every time you're traveling, I don't know. We'll, uh, I'm in no hurry. I've got my whole life ahead of me, hopefully. And uh, maybe we can pull one of these off someday. And I, I think it'd be cool to see, dude, imagine if I got the Volkswagen bus with my tie-dyed shirt, I'd be like, it'd be 1965 all over again, maybe. Anyways, let's go on to the next comment. What, what, what am I even going on to? Next one's from Alicia. She says, does the USA McDonald's have chocolate chip cookies? They're really good. McDonald's fries are good. I'm in Canada. I'm sorry to hear that. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, they do have chocolate chip cookies, I believe. I've never once had a chocolate chip cookie from McDonald's. I don't know if I would. It's not like my go-to thing there. The fries, though, I mean, they are good. Now I'm getting hungry. I haven't eaten yet today. In fact, I last week, I don't know if anyone heard it, but my stomach was like, it was rumbling for some food, like towards the end of the podcast. So things got a little dangerous. I'm like, I hope the microphone didn't pick that up. You're in your car and it's like, shaking the windows and stuff like you have a subwoofer. Now I want some McDonald's. Go there and get some fries, some fresh fries that are just steaming. Oh my gosh. They're probably as good in Canada as they are here, I imagine. Haven't had a cookie. If anybody has any cookie comments, you can leave it. But don't make that your only comment. I don't want it. I don't want the whole comment thing just to be like McDonald's cookies are good. McDonald's cookies suck. Comment on something else that we've talked about, or better yet, give me like something new to discuss. Like like uh, Jay did there. He gave me a whole whole slew of things to talk about, and we we found out my top three car options, which wasn't on the outline. I can tell you that. Thanks, Jay. Next one comes from. Oh no, I got cut off. It just says hello, Greg. I unfortunately haven't been to Five Guys in close to a decade. Something happened with my copy and paste here. But I remember they had really good shakes. I never see them too often, and it seems like Shake Shack and Smashburger are taking over my area. Have you ever been to Shake Shack or Smashburger? They seem to be so many good new food chains popping up there, trying to break into the shake and burger market. Thanks for the podcast. Congrats on completing Ninjago City Gardens. I'm sorry I cut your name off. Know that I love you and you're in my heart. I've never been to Shake Shack or smash burger. We need to get off the East coast. I want to go to what is it? Whataburger in and out. Never been to any of those places. And I feel like I'm missing out in life. Maybe we get our Volkswagen van and we go traveling cross country to all the great fast food places. It's kind of taking me back to my idea. This would be a great patron exclusive. Remember my, uh, my camping coasters idea where we go, we go camping and then we go riding roller coasters to go to theme parks in between all the camping. 
that I think is my life goal. That's really what I want to do with my life. And I feel like Clark is almost like maybe right at the age that that could be epic. Young enough that it'd be cool. Like you don't want to do that with a teen, like a stinky old teenager and stuff like you're camping together. But like at the age he is right now, camping coasters could be like the sickest thing that we've ever done in our lives and combines like all the fun stuff. So it'd be like adventurous and we get to go like on crazy rides and visit theme parks, hit all the fast food places. Mrs. Brickitect or Cody, as she's known in some circles, would be furious, <laughs> eating unhealthy. This might be a father-son trip. We might make do like a two-week thing. She would be. Uh, she couldn't do it though. She'd have to come. That's my. That's my theory. It's a travel theory. I threaten the fact that Clark and I are going to go do these epic things like camping and coastering and trying all this this terrible food. And she would either have the choice to stay back without us, you know, and obviously being without me would be like the hardest thing that anyone could ever get through. She's partying. She's having the greatest time of her life. Or she comes along. You got two choices. What do you do? What do you do? Do you stay home? Uh, I think she would come. I think I got to call her bluff. Let me know what you think about that. Anyways, Five Guys, absolute banger. And I would th say those places are going to have tough competition, particularly because Five Guys shakes are also incredible too. I think they use Ghirardelli chocolate. So Shake Shack, you know, I would like to try it. We'll see. I just know that Shake Shack song, which is pretty wild. I saw it on TikTok. Anyways, uh, next one comes from G Family. She's, they say, don't sleep on Burger King snack wraps. Worth a try. Adding that to my menu next time. Thoughts on The Sopranos? They just passed 25 years since their debut. Did you like the ending of the series? I remember my mom, we had HBO, and my mom was like into that show every single week. I've watched it. I feel like it's hard for us to watch any shows like that because of Clark Man. Like, there's so many things that I want to watch, but it's like not really appropriate for kids, and I'm kind of like stuck watching on my own. And then Cody and I, our tastes are similar, but sometimes different. You know, guys, guys like, terrible movies and i'm kind of on that line i'm like did you see the new fast and furious no I, I couldn't even watch the new fast and furious movies which it's funny because when we graduated high school i remember putting like it asked you like your favorite song your favorite movie i think i put the fast and furious as my favorite movie which i have no idea why i put that my favorite movie is home alone followed up by terminator 2 and wayne's world i love all those movies but home alone easily the best movie man's ever made so uh, Sopranos, I would like to see the whole series because I haven't seen it. I know the ending, though, and I know people were disappointed with it. No spoilers here. I feel like when I watch those movies, that show, I kind of get into it. Like I'll end up becoming like a, a, an Italian mobster by the end of the series. Like I'll be talking like those guys and stuff and <laughs> they'll wear off on me. So I don't know. I don't know if I'd invest into that, but it would be a good long term series to get into. And like people get popped and disappear and it'd be fun to see. I said, I've been following DJI as well. Is it worth the buy or have you uh, passed on buying it? The DJI Pocket 3 is, is a really fun camera. The DJI Osmo Action 4 is the camera that I would buy over GoPro. So DJI are the t is the company that, in my opinion, is doing the best things in, in camera work these days in terms of like action cams. Uh, they also have drones too. They, they're like the, the brand for drones, the, bland, the brand for bland, the bland for uh, action cams because GoPro's just been... They haven't been doing crap for years. And now it's like, dude, they're, they're either like the next GoPro when it comes out is either really going to have to push the envelope to like the next level or they're just going to be done for. Like I've seen so many comments. Like I was really like, like praying on the, the Hero 12 being something amazing. And it literally was just the Hero 11 with a, 
with like a software update. In fact, it wasn't even as good. And then the 11 was just that with the 10 and like the nine was kind of crap, like it was absolute crap, but that's the one that had the screen on the front. So that had that. And then the eight was like the six and the seven. They're just, they're not innovating at all. They're just like sitting back and like, Hey, we're going to put out a camera every single year and just put a new number on it and collect money. DJI on the other hand is like, we're going to do that too, but every time it's going to be that much better. And they were already that much better. The pocket three was a fun camera too. Like it's, it's, there's a lot of fun to be had there. The, in the budget it's, it's like, I think, uh, I just got the uh, action Four, which will be coming this week. Hopefully I got it refurbished from DJI and I did a bunch of research on this and found out like, you can't even tell that they're used got it for 230 bucks. I'm going to be vlogging with that and doing fun stuff with it. And I think the pocket three is like 500 and some, so, you know, kind of pricey, but capture some great memories. That being said, if you have a phone in your pocket and there's a 90% chance you're watching this on that item, that camera is going to be just fine for pretty much anything you're going to do. Take it from a guy that's gotten obsessed with cameras and realized that, you know, I'm not making Hollywood blockbusters here. I'm just sharing videos of my family and people don't give a crap if I film that on my phone, a nice camera with a microphone or an action cam. They're just happy to be along for the ride, which is like the lesson that I've learned in life. Last comment here. This one was... Uh, was my feel-good comment of the week. In fact, I had another one this week too. This, let me read this one and I'll, I'll tell you about the other one. It says, hello, Greg. Just had one thing to say. You made me get into Lego and you're my favorite YouTuber. Have a good day. That's all you need to say, right? Um, that makes me happy. I'm glad you're into Lego. Anytime I can convince somebody to do something awesome, like getting into Lego, I consider it awesome. You might consider it lame, whatever. Or, you know, just just encouraging someone to do anything is, is cool. I always try to get people to start YouTube channels, obviously. You know, much... I sometimes successful times, sometimes I fail. I just try to like, I guess ultimately all I'm trying to do is just share what I love with the world, whether that's my family, my animals, games I'm playing, hobbies that I have. I just share what I'm passionate about in, in a way that's, that's authentic to me. And, and people enjoy that, I think, because that's from what I found. And it's hard to find people that are just themselves on YouTube. And I think that is my key to victory, right? Right in the middle of my rant, I was going on there. This PC is not nearly as reliable as my Mac for recording stuff, but I need to have the setup be the same. What I was saying is I find that being authentic to myself is the key to uh, everything on YouTube. And anytime that I go chasing other people or try to get an audience that I perceive exists out there or do something that I feel like is catering to someone, that's when I've lost what makes things special for me. It's just about being yourself because you ha I have no other competitive advantage. I'm not better looking. I'm not a better editor. I'm not living the most interesting life. I'm not doing anything that anyone couldn't do. The only thing that I can do is be myself and hope that there's somebody out there that's interested in coming along for that journey. And that's hopefully what you were into here. If my thing could have just held out for like one more minute, that's all I needed. We did hit the hour mark from what I could tell. So Sam might've made it back home by now, checking that off the list, but it's not about quantity. It's about quality. And that's kind of the message from this week as well. It's it's making things that you feel passionate about and when you feel inspired and trying to inspire others. And if that's not happening, there's no harm in, in not producing that day, even though it's, you know, the, the philosophy is no zero days. That doesn't necessarily mean you got to film it all. It just means you got to take advantage of each day. And I, I feel like I do that to the fullest and I encourage you to do that as well. And as we go back up to Sam's comment, who's become quite the character here on this, on this uh, series, let's read his outro. <laughs> Here you go. Ready? Enjoy every day like it's your best day. Uh, I instruct you, your family and friends, and the entire Greg community to do just that. I hope you guys have a glorious week. 
and we'll find you in the next Missing Pieces.